1: You're now joined by Greg Bernard of Boston Sports Journal. Bostonsportsjournal.com. Happy New Year, Greg. Hello. Is everything fixed with the Patriots after today's win?
2: <laughs> Happy New Year, Jim. Welcome back. Uh is everything fixed? Um, no. I mean, this was not an NFL football game. That was not an NFL opponent. Certainly nothing like they're gonna see in the postseason. Uh, but you know, it was a good preseason game. And uh we'll see next week when they go down to Miami and Uh, They play a team that got waxed today by the Titans, but uh, at least we know that team knows how to play the Patriots. We'll give them trouble. We'll certainly test Mac Jones in the offense, and so uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, Greg, uh,
0: I know I feel the same way you do. It's it's just another game against the Jags. Anything positive to take away or negative from this game?
2: Uh, You know, I guess, I mean, certainly, I mean, positive wise you know outside of the extra point whatever was going on with those two missed extra points um i thought in all three phases they executed uh, much better uh, i don't think it was perfect but i i think the biggest thing that i take away in terms of a positive is just a good confidence game for mac jones in the passing offense i mean they were back to sort of what we've seen with you know 73% completions he's completing it to different guys everybody sort of touched the ball and contributed, you know, Christian Wilkerson uh, getting involved for uh, apparently a uh, benched and and probably forgotten uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Getting two touchdowns and getting involved uh, I thought was good. So I just think – I think to me the biggest positive from this game was just the passing offense having a good, uh, you know, sort of exercise – exhibition that they could go out there and get some confidence some live bullets because i think they were you know somewhat under the gun the previous two weeks certainly the way they started and i i thought today was a good way for them to uh, take a baby step in the right direction but now can they stack success especially against better teams and do you think that wilkerson sticks
1: or you know he should get another shot against miami and maybe some drops pop up with him again and and what Nikhil Harry gets his job back like did did Wilkerson do enough today to basically take Nikhil Harry's spot on uh, you know on the depth chart
2: I don't know if he did enough to take his job and we don't know whether this was just a temporary message uh sent to Nikhil and you know they'll want to see how he rebounds this week and how he practices from what Wilkerson said in the post-game press conference he didn't know until Friday or Saturday that he was going to be elevated. Uh to me that's an indication that something happened um late in the week with Nikhil. Maybe they just didn't like how he practiced and they're trying to send him one last message. But I think I think he's out of messages at this point. I mean I think they I think they sort of move on. I think as we as we go here against the Dolphins and in the postseason, look, remember, let's go back to where this team started the season and everybody's you know, freaking out about the wide receivers, what do they have? You know, Aguilar hopefully will be back at some point. But this remember, this is still a two-tight end team. This is, you know, one running back, two tight ends, or two backs, and, you know, two tight ends, one wide receiver, whatever. It's a very it, – receivers are not the focal point of this offense. And so there are limited snaps in any event. I think that Kendrick Bourne uh, certainly has rebounded from his COVID stint where he said that that was giving him issues – he looks a lot better. He's certainly one of the more valuable guys they have on on the team. Jacoby's not going anywhere. And, you know, so I, could I see Wilkerson fitting into that three or four role if they need be? Yeah, certainly. And the thing about Wilkerson is that he's also good on special teams. So a lot of the little things that people want to say that Nikhil Harry does well, like his quote-unquote blocking, uh, Wilkerson could do that. He's a big, strong kid. And so it would not surprise me in the least if that's the last we've seen of Nikhil Harry in a Patriots uniform, barring
0: injury. Hey, Greg, uh, just one thing with Christian Wilkerson, we've gotten a lot of calls today uh, with people thinking, hey, is this the guy that could get involved, the in deep threat? If you know about him, he played in the Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference, like small school. He pl- latched on with the Titans. They really liked him, released him, the Pats picked him up. He's been here for a bit. Drops seem to be his biggest thing. But if he is that fourth receiver – can he block? Is that something he can do? Because we've seen Harry out there a lot. We give him credit for doing it. Is it something Christian Wilkerson can do if he's if he has to be on the yeah, field for he, it?
2: Yeah, he he he's a big he's a big strong kid. And you know, n- to answer people's questions, no, he's not sort of uh, any answer to anything. Uh, the most he's probably going to be is a three or four wide receiver, or a fifth wide receiver in the NFL who contributes on special teams. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right uh, during the off- during training camp and the preseason, very inconsistent. He would look like a world-beater one practice and couldn't catch a cold uh, the next practice. Uh, he's a good guy to have around, um, you know, seems to know what he's doing. It looked like he adjusted to some play calls uh, really well today, even anticipated a few uh, checks and alerts by, by Mac Jones. So I think he fits into what they do, but, you know, look, it's – It's, uh, you know, if healthy, it's, you know, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, and then, you know, sort of Wilkerson and Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, You know, I look at that as their sort of, you know, their five man unit right now. And I think Nikhil Harry is uh, on the outside looking in. And, you know, it's, I I would say it's more likely than not, unless he shows up on Wednesday and is world beater in practice, that. You know he could be inactive for the the rest of the way here.
1: Talking to Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, who joins us each and every post game here. Check him out: bostonsportsjournal.com. dot The Patriots to beat the Jaguars fifty to ten for the opposition. Greg, is that as bad a football operation you've watched in some time?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, th- that Jaguars team, even fully healthy and everything, was a bad football team. Um, sure, they surprised a couple of people, the Dolphins and the Bills, but, I mean, it. it you know, that, that happens once in a while, and that's when you have everything going. You know, to be ravaged like they are with COVID on top of that and the interim, uh, you know, head coach and and Trevor Lawrence is being – I mean, God, I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, when they're showing pictures of Daryl Bevel <laughs> as acting as the head coach and then Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator, it's like, you know, the kid doesn't have a chance. So – uh, yeah, that was, it was awful. It was one of the worst NFL teams I have ever seen. I covered the Dolphins in some lean years, so I've seen a lot of bad football. I I've seen, I I watched the the uh, the zero sixteen Lions, and I think I, I think that was two thousand and eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that team up close twice. Uh, this team in its current state is right there with that team.
1: And so is that? I, look, I know it's one of thirty-two, and everyone wants to be a head coach. That's never gotten that opportunity. But you look at this today. Is is that a, really that an attractive job? So say that you know they they decided. Hey, you know what? We're maybe interested in Josh McDaniels. Does Josh now look at that and say, "I know they got Trevor Lawrence, but you know what? I'm good."
2: Well, it, it all starts, Jim, with how they want to set things up. I mean, you know, when when you deal with uh, some of these franchises and. um you know, and this goes for McDaniels interview with the Browns Um, recently, he interviewed with uh, the Eagles. Um, You know, these are, these are teams that often have a structure in place that they just want a head coach to fit in and just be a head coach and kind of know their place. And Josh McDaniels just has, you know, different ideas on how to run an organization. And if the Jaguars came to Josh McDaniels and said, look, We know we are completely lost. We have no idea what we're doing as an NFL franchise. We want you to come in and spearhead everything, including, you know, handpicking your personnel guy. You know, what do you want to do in in every single aspect of the football operations? Then I think he would be willing to listen. And, you know, it would be a low bar, and you get to start from scratch, and you do have a quarterback that – you know, at this point, is not a complete lock, lost cause, but he will be in the next year or two if it's not corrected. And I think he would have some interest, but you know, d- without that, there's no way I think he seriously entertains that job.
1: More with uh, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. You want to join us? Uh, ask Greg a question: 617-779-0985 or have your voice heard after the Patriots beat up at the Jacks today, fifty to ten. More of that coming up here in the Shaw's Patriots Post Game Show. But first, the headlines with Joe Murray. Music in the game brought to you by Live Nation. Don't Miss Corn. Live in concert with very special guests, Chevelle and Code Orange. March 16th at the Dunk, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And Saturday, March 19th at the SNHU Arena. Get tickets at LiveNation.com. Yeah. like yeah. That's one of those bands. I believe this, Joe. It's the Shaw's Patriots post game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. They're a band that. People are like, ah, that was just a—that's a band from that time, late '90s, early 2000s. I never liked them. You did. Everyone liked them, and everyone liked Limp Bizkit. It was like the steroid era in baseball. You loved it then. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend to not like it now because it's like the hip thing to do. You loved them then. Don't lie to yourself. I think Bedard was a was a head banger, right? Yeah, with the seven string bass. You and Fieldy, you right, and Fieldy. right? Right, Bedard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I think uh, you two and uh, Darius Rucker and uh, Hootie were a little bit more my style back then.
1: So they're in the playoffs, right? So the Patriots now officially have a playoff spot. Um is this did the did the perspective change for you Greg in that like so okay, you know, I do think that they should be applauded and Bill Belichick should be applauded after last year's down year, 7 and 9 with Cam Newton. It looked like it was rudderless. They had no answer at quarterback. But because of the seven game winning streak that they had, did your perspective change and now like, you know, if they were to be one and done? Is it a disappointing season? Like it's good that they've gotten here and it's a hell of a turnaround, but did the expectations now change because of the, the that that winning streak more than anything else?
2: Well, I think it depends on the matchup, and and right now it's the Buffalo, it's the Bills in Buffalo. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see how things shake out. Uh, if they were to go to Buffalo and lose uh, after beating Miami in the season finale, would I be disappointed? A little bit, but I think that would be a good step forward for this team. I mean, I think in my preseason prediction, I had eleven and six, and I had them uh, w- uh, winning. I think a first round game, and uh, you know, so if they didn't, if they didn't win that, I mean, I like the Patriots' chances in a rematch. Um, I just think they played awful uh, defensively uh, the last time out against the Bills. Um, if it's the if they meet the Bengals and they lose. Yeah, I would be disappointed. I mean, I think that offense is going to be a handful, but I don't think much of the Bengals' defense at all. And I would be disappointed if Mac Jones and the offense uh, didn't put up enough points uh, to win that game. It'll be on the defense. We'll see. But, you know, your shorter answer is I'd be slightly disappointed if they lost in the first round of the playoffs, but I, I don't think it would be a, a huge disappointment. I, I did not look at this team because of their seven-game winning streak and say, oh, well, you know, They're a contender. I will say, you know, the Patriots have to be kicking themselves. All they had to do was split the Colts and the Bills game, and they would be the number one seed in the AFC and be in the driver's seat. So from that perspective, I would say it's a disappointment, but this is right where they should be. And uh, as long as they're in a playoff game and fighting to the end, uh, I think I'll be okay with that.
0: Hey, Greg, I know uh, Jim was out uh, this week, but and I know you were on a lot with the Sports Hub, and a lot of talk about splinters maybe within the team and, and coming together. Did you hear anything else this week, and was anything solved? It, it, the only, only reason why I bring that up is, yeah, you, you beat the Jaguars today. Like, everyone's happy, but, like, I don't know. Is anything still solved in, the, in that locker room? You just said it. They If they could have just split, they'd still be the number one seed in the uh, AFC here.
2: Yeah, I, nothing was solved, uh, Joe, and, you know, I I didn't really hear too much about that. I mean, I just, to me, it was just watching the film, and I watched it too much, the defensive film from the Bills game, it was just completely puzzling the way that they played, and, and it was a bunch of guys who, um, you know, a handful of guys who weren't, quote-unquote, doing their job, um, and, you know, being in the proper rush lanes, and And not helping out each other in coverage. And, and, you know, I'm not sure what Matthew Judon was doing against the Bills in that entire game. I don't know if that was a game plan choice, just poorly made by the coaches or what, Uh, you know, but... No, nothing was solved today. They, we're not going to know the guts of this team. I mean, it's all well and good that everyone's all happy with oh fifty burger and we're doing this and Mac Jones is making Bill laugh on the sideline and that's all great, but it doesn't mean jack. You know, it. The, you were this. The good times like this do not reveal the character of the team. And it was nice that they came back in Indy and it was nice that they came back in Buffalo. But the bigger question is why did they fall behind 44 to 7 in those games? And the true character of this team is not going to be revealed until they face opponents that are going to stress this team, especially on defense. Are they going to have the stuff uh, to hold up over 60 minutes against a good offense? Um, you know, we're not sure the answer of that after what happened in in Indianapolis, especially what happened against the Bills. And so I think and I'm just I'm in the middle of penning my column and it's sort of you know the headline is about like their prove it tour is about to start and you know to me just like the seven game win streak uh nothing was really proven and when when they were the they were put to the metal they failed they just did and and you know now we'll see can they come together can they execute against good teams i don't care what you do against the jaguars i care what you do against buffalo here buffalo there cincinnati those type of teams this game doesn't tell me anything.
1: All right, we'll get to some of your calls with Greg Bedard at 617-779-0985 coming up next here as the Patriots blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars today 50-10. To Again, 617-779-0985. That's coming up next here in the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Harris, the single back, already with one touchdown today. Damien takes the give, runs it right, cuts it back
0: to the middle, takes it to the house, touchdown! Patriots! This kid looks like he's a different back than he did earlier in the year. There was nothing wrong with him earlier. He's impressive right now with the cutbacks, with the power runs.
1: That's from seven yards out. Another big, big touchdown for the offense
0: to start this game.
1: Damian Harris with the seven-yard touchdown run to make it 14-3. New England at the time and route to their 50-10 blowout of the Jacksonville Jaguars at Gillette Stadium today. Again, as a team, Patriots Rushing for four touchdowns. Two from Rondre Stevenson, two from the aforementioned Damian Harris, who had 35 yards on nine carries today. Verizon teaming up with Damian Harris of the New England Patriots for rushing to help first responders this season to honor New England's first responders. Nominate your first responder now on the contest page at 98.5 The Sports Hub. Dot com. back here in the Shaw's Patriots post-game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Damien Harris left this game uh, late, Greg, with a hamstring issue, but said he was okay after the game. Um, you know, he's been dinged up at times throughout the season. If is he like the cog that makes the Patriots offense really go here, or if he were to go down, is Ramondre Stevenson enough?
2: Yeah no I think they're fine Uh, you know if one of them goes down as long as they have one in Brandon Bolden I think they're fine at the running back uh, position it would have been nice to you know have J.J. Taylor active and maybe get him a couple touches in this game but I guess that's that's a lost cause at this point um, because this would have been the type of game where you could have done that but they decided not to do it they must not think he's ready but I, I think they're fine at at running back, and you know that hamstring is something you you need to watch. He had a heavy workload last week. Uh, it was good to get Stevenson back. He didn't look like he missed much of anything. He uh, he looked really good out there. But I think they're I think they're good at back.
0: Miles Bryant bounced back after last week had an interception. Um, just I, I guess we got to keep hitting on last week. I know we, we've kind of talked about it a lot, but was that just giving it to Josh Allen and? Hey, he doesn't take it, and he finally took it, and it's just Miles Bryant got exposed. He went back out there made a big play this week, and uh, I think that's at least a confidence booster for him going forward.
2: Yeah, but I I didn't think, after watching the film, I did not think that Miles Bryant was exposed. I thought the Patriots' lack of pass rush and their total disorganization up front, their play calls, their entire game plan in that game uh, exposed a lot of people on that defense. And so, you know, I'm... You can't you can't allow and, and I, I wrote a column on this and I posted Isaiah McKenzie's route tree on uh on BSJ and you know, he basically ran unfettered all over the field and was catching balls like very late in the down. I mean, that's you don't play defense that way. And if the Patriots expect to play defense that way, say they see the Bills in the playoffs, the same thing is gonna happen. You've got to get the ball out in under three seconds you have to play coverage in under three seconds and and too often in that game it was over three seconds over four seconds and nobody could play coverage uh like that and Isaiah McKenzie tip of the cap he had a great game but certainly Josh Allen made a handful of throws that were just unbelievable but uh I did not think he was great in that game I, I thought that um you know the Patriots had some opportunities and yeah it was good for Bryant to get his hands on a on a tip pass today, um, you know, but I still think the kid's a good player. And to me, the, the this season is going to be determined by how well the Patriots rush the passer, because it has been proven out whether it's linebacker or in the secondary. If they don't get enough pressure on the quarterback, they can't cover in the back.
1: Craig in the car uh, with a thought on today's blowout win over the Jaguars. Go ahead, Craig. You're next here in the Shaw's Patriots post game show.
2: Yeah,
1: Hello, Craig. Oh, We lost Craig. All right. Well, Pat and Franklin, you're up here on the Shaw's Patriots post game show with Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and Greg Bedard. Hello, Pat. Hey, boys. Hi. Hey, uh, Jim. Uh, I love the five questions. We, the, the, we, it, it's, it's, we we tune in to watch that if we can. Hey, Greg. Yep. Josh Allen today. So so I have a red zone. I I, I don't. I can't watch every game. He had three picks today. Um, mm-hmm. but then in the second half he delivered right so I guess my question to you Greg is do you want to, do you want the Patriots to play the Bills in that first playoff game because you think Josh might go back to being Josh or do you feel like the Bills are just a better team now that's that, this is my question to you Greg thanks Ben. uh do you do you think that that's Maybe at least for that first round, the best possible matchup. Just in terms of familiarity, and I know you, like me, aren't the biggest Josh Allen guys. Like, again, three picks for him today, and the couple that I saw, two of the three, one in the end zone was like, that was just typical Josh Allen making a horrific decision.
2: I mean, I think his passer rating was like a 17 in this game. And, and, you know, give him credit. He ran the ball well. He's, you know, he's a big hoss. He's tough to bring down. And, and, uh, you know, they sort of exploited a soft Falcons defense that looked like a typical – warm weather, Southern team playing in the snow that didn't want to be there and certainly didn't want to tackle Josh Allen. But uh, besides that, uh, you know, I I think if it were up to me, I I think that if I had a preferred list, Cincinnati would top my list just because they haven't been there. I think a lot of Joe Burrow. I think a lot of Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't love their offensive line. Uh, Bill Belichick has a lot of success. Zach Taylor's a Sean McVay knockoff and not a very good one. Um, you know, I, I, I like the Patriots being able to scheme up against them and Burrow, even though I do, I think Burrow is excellent. I really do. I think he's on the precipice of being a top five quarterback. Uh, I would take him over, you know, say Josh Allen, uh, next up for me, uh, I would think, I don't, I don't want to see the Titans. I don't, I mean, I know it would be a tough grinded out game, but you know, the reports are that Derek Henry's coming back, that he's going to be ready to go. That team has figured out a way to play. They're getting guys back. Uh, they put a beat down on the dolphins today. They're very physical. I, I don't want to see the Titans. Uh, I, I think I would rather see the chiefs. I mean, but, I think I would put Buffalo after Cincinnati just because you know what to expect. I do think Buffalo is more talented than the Patriots. Uh, there's there's no question to me, and I think their defense has figured out some things against the uh, against the, the Patriots at least, you know, with Mac Jones in his first year as a rookie quarterback. Um, but I do think that there's a formula to limit them offensively. The, the Patriots have done it for the most part outside of this last matchup. And again, I I I it's unexplainable to me how they played in that game because i've never seen them play that way they played awful and i think they'll be much better the second time around but i would not say that the bills are at the top of my list to play uh but they're near the top
0: hey greg just having some fun with it uh going into the game today mac jones was uh the favorite to win the rookie of the year uh, offensive rookie of the year uh have you watched jamar chase over the last couple of weeks and I don't know if you saw this catch that he had today on third down, tie game, down the sideline. Incredible what he has done uh, for that team. But do you think, in general, all the quarterback will always get it in these spots? Or and I guess I should ask you, like, who's been more important to their team, Chase or Mac Jones? I know my, some people might say it is Mac Jones, but I don't know. I just like what the Bengals have done over the last couple of weeks has been very impressive to me.
2: Yeah, to answer your question, uh, I haven't seen a lot of chase. I did see the uh, the highlights today, and they were obviously impressive. I do think he missed some time with an injury, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which you know could affect his status. But you know, to me, um, you know, just sort of what you laid out and what the Bengals are doing, and and I don't think that they have a great defense, and they need to score a lot on offense. Uh, I would seriously consider Jamar Chase. I mean, look, Mac Jones has had a really good rookie season, and he's been important to what the Patriots uh, have done. Um, my thing is, has, has Mac Jones delivered that sort of signature moment like Jamar Chase did today in a humongous game against the Chiefs just time and time again? where well, you know the Chiefs are trying to stop him, and they couldn't. I just you know depending on how everything else sort of falls as far as Jamar Chase over the course of the season and the stats uh you know that could be the thing that puts him over the top. To me I have yet to see a, a signature Mac Jones uh a game but there's no question he's he's had an, improv- an impressive rookie season and deserves serious consideration.
1: Craig in the car back to talk about Mac Jones. You're next here on the Shaw's Patriots Post Game Show. Hey Craig. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, how are we doing? Good, what's up? Hey, Mac Jones
1: versus Trevor Lawrence. I think where they land is all that matters. I think if Trevor came to New England, we would be way better. I'm not saying I don't like Mac, but... I see what you mean, Craig, and I'm with you on this. I think... You know, maybe too much was probably going to be made by certain segments of the the Patriots fan base today, uh, Greg. That come out of the scene like, well, the Patriots got it right. Mac greater than symbol over Trevor Lawrence. It just, it, I think, it has to do with the situation. Like, I if you can't look at Trevor Lawrence, whether not so much today, but just even highlights of him this year, or you saw him play at Clemson and say that guy's not talented. Well, you're sticking your head in the sand. It's he's just in a very bad situation, a la Peyton Manning in 1998 when he was a rookie, or when. Um uh, when when Troy Aikman was first with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's just a it's a horrific operation.
2: Yeah, n- no question. And by the way, Joe, I was just looking at um at Chase's stats, and I don't think these are updated in terms of NFL.com and where but I mean he's basically top ten in everything. And to me, if you're doing that as a rookie and and with a signature game like this, I'm sorry. I'm giving. I'm giving Jamar Chase the offensive mm. rookie of the year. I just. I, I just stand. He's a, been for his position. He's been that. That. That impressive. Got a week to um, get that bet in. By the way, if you want. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh, there. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I completely ag- agree with Craig that I'm a big, uh, you know, nurture over nature thing when it comes to quarterbacks. To me, you know, and I basically like lived it. You know, watching. Alex Smith being drafted first overall by a terrible 49ers or organization at that time, um, and basically being run, run out of football for a time before he had to resuscitate his career, be rehabilitated by Andy Reid in Kansas City, whereas Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for 3 years and took control of, you know, a team that was uh, in the NFC Championship game. You know, if, if you put Mac Jones on the Jaguars, he probably doesn't make it out of the season. He's probably out for the year with some sort of injury. Uh, the Patriots do a great job of protecting him, and you know, giving him a running game. Don't put him out there unless they absolutely have to, and they're trailing big. And you know, you put Trevor Lawrence here. I think because of the different offenses they ran in college, that Mac basically ran a pro style system at Alabama. Uh, Trevor Lawrence ran, you know the, you know the read option and, and things like that. The simple sort of system at Clemson. Uh, they run one of the simplest uh systems in, in college football. He was going to he was not going to start as fast here, but I think by the end of the season he would have grown by leaps and bounds and you know, you give the running option that you have with Trevor Lawrence, I think he would have been very impressive here. I think he would have done what Mac has done, if not been a little bit better, made them a little bit more dangerous. Um but there's no question that where a quarterback lands if if he doesn't get out of there and with the way they're headed, with sort of how they're going to go about the GM and the coach and things like that, Trevor Lawrence has no shot at an NFL career. And that says nothing about Trevor Lawrence. It says everything about the Jaguars.
1: One more segment to go with Greg Vidard before he wraps up. At 617 779 you want to join and ask Greg a question about the Patriots' blowout win over the Jaguars today, more about that final score in case you missed it, with Joe Murray, who will get you caught up at the... Headlines, but first we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification here in the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports of Patriots Radio Network. 43 yard field goal try toward the enclosed end, the south end of Gillette Stadium coming up for Nick Folk. Stands in the staggered stance, waits on the snap from Cardona to Bailey. It's in place. The kick is driven toward the uprights, and the kick is good. Another from Nick Folk inside of 50 yards. That's his League Liddy 35th field goal of the season. And it's his fifty-fourth in a row inside of fifty. Yeah, forty-three yarder from Nick Folk to make it forty-four-three New England at that time and route to their fifty-to-ten win over the Jacksonville Jaguars today. This season is part of the Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment donating one hundred dollars to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal, every point, every dollar helps. Get more information for yourself at Apex Entertainment. Dot com. Shaw's Patriots post-game show with Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and our final segment here this week with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. You hear the numbers there from Bob Sosi Greg. I think Nick Folk this year is, like, top three uh, in the league in terms of kicking. Like, if you, it's a gotta-have-it field goal, and it's within 50 yards. He's going to get it. I think it's Tucker, uh, who is it, Butker with uh, with Kansas City, and, and Folk. Like, those are the three guys I think are maybe the most reliable, certainly in the AFC. But these extra points... Eh, a little shaky. So I don't know. Do you, am I overrating Nick and for what he's meant to this team? Just not this year, the last two years, really.
2: Uh, I, You know, I don't know. Uh, you know how I feel about special teams. You can sort of do it on your own time. I mean, I view the the Patriots and field goal kicking has just been, you know, automatic or at least, you know, near the top uh, as far as I'm concerned the whole time here. And I basically taken it as a given. Uh, I think that I think like you said Nick Folk uh during a game uh, anything inside of 53 yards he's pretty much automatic and I you know I'm good with that and the occasional extra point miss uh you know well not great uh I'd rather have him over Goskowski when it comes to that that's for sure especially in a playoff game or or a big game but yeah, I think he's I think he's really good how valuable he's been you know, I'm not sure. I'd rather they score more points and 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 get more pressures on the quarterback, but uh, he's certainly done a really nice job. Uh, just next
0: week with Miami, uh, I know they lost today to, to Tennessee. Um, they were on a short week. Tennessee had some time to kind of let it sit in a little bit here, but um, they're really good against the run. I think they're seventh in the league in uh, in stopping the run. And Jalen Waddle's been a real big impact for for Tua. Um, what do you think the game plan is next week? Are they going to try to run the football on that team? Are they, you know, obviously, well, Nelson? You think Nelson Aguilar will be ready for that one? And um, how do you think they approach Miami next week? And I think they're out of it now, right? I don't think Miami has a shot after losing um, this
2: week, but I think they do. Oh, they but still I have it. All right, I'm
0: so they're sure. still in it. But hey, that's always a house
2: of horrors, right? Playing in Miami. Yep. I mean, they've the Dolphins have beaten them three of the last four meetings, um, so. Yeah, it's no given. I just looked at the weather. It's going to be 80 degrees, almost 70% humidity. So good luck with all that um, coming from New England. That's going to be an issue. Cramping is going to be an issue. Uh, you look back on the first game, Damian Harris ran for 100 yards, but it wasn't easy. Uh, he did it on 23 carries. Mac had uh, 39 attempts. It looked like the Patriots, if I remember correctly, basically you know gave up on uh, – on the, the, the run there for a while, even though it was a close game because I, I, they weren't having much luck. Uh, Brian Flores knows exactly, and so do a lot of defenders on that team. They know exactly how to play this Dolphins offense. Uh, to me, uh, I mean the Patriots offense. To me, I'm really interested. I think this, forget the Jaguars game. To me, if Mac Jones in the offense, especially the passing offense, can go out against a Dolphins team that's really good in the secondary, that knows how to play them, uh, if they can go out there and have a really good game, then I, then I will be very excited about what they might be able to do in the postseason. I think this is a great way for them to finish up. Uh, no matter what happens down there, it's it's a good litmus test. Um, it's one of the better pass defenses that they're going to face, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching them uh, answer this challenge.
1: Matt Middleton next here on the Shaw's Patriots Post Game Show, joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Hello, Matt. Hey guys, how you doing?
0: Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just wanted to get some thoughts on this. So I actually have been to three games this year. All of them are big blowouts. I went to the Falcons game and uh, the Jets game and today's Jags game. And I was just curious what you guys thought about the fact that like every time we face these uh, slumping, really not good teams, we obliterate them. Whereas like today we saw the Jets put up a good fight against Tampa. We saw the Bills lose to the Jags earlier in the year. So What do you guys think? Does that mean anything for the team that every time we have a team that we should be taking care of business with, we do it. Whereas everybody else a little bit shakier.
1: Thanks, Matt. I'll start quickly. And I've said this, I said it during the the winning streak, Greg. I think it's, it's impressive. And it also speaks to how well coached they are. And it's like a staple of Bill Belichick. They're not going to play down to these crap teams. The one crap team that they played down to was Houston. That's early on when they're trying to find their way this season. And they won that one. You don't see like you, the, the caller's right. Like, the Bucks having to come down to the you know the the end of the game and the final possession to, against the the Jets like you don't see that with this Patriots team.
2: Yeah, i I, I have long thought this. I'm with you, Jim. I, I have thought that that has been more about the Patriots organization, uh, you know the type of players that they bring in, um, how they don't look ahead. I think that's more about how the Patriots do their business than actually about any of their teams. I mean, it's. You, it's shocking if a Patriots team doesn't show up and, and, and play well, they, they always have like one game a year where you're like, what, what just happened with that? Like one loss where you're just like, how did that even happen? Other teams have like three or four of those losses. Right. That's, that's how other teams go. And the Patriots just because of the coaching, how they run their program, they, they they're sort of, they stay out of that, which is great. But I will point out, you know, look, because I, I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, look, they blew up the Jets. They put up a fifty burger on the Jets, and then they went on a you know they went on a seven game winning streak." You know, just remember, the Patriots put up that fifty burger, and then the next week in San Diego or in LA against the Chargers, who are a decent team, the offense really wasn't very good, and it was an Adrian Phillips pick six that won the game. I mean, Mac Jones went from putting up fifty plus points against the Jets to completing fifty one percent of his passes. Uh, against the Chargers. They didn't – Damian Harris averaged 3.5 yards a carry in that game. Stevenson was worse. They weren't very good offensively in the next game. They did win, but that was a a defensive win against Justin Herbert. Um, So, to me, that just tells you that there's no real carryover from these games, especially for the offense. And, you know, they need to really bring their A game against Miami if they're going to finish off with a win.
1: Brian in the car on Trevor Lawrence. You're next here on the show's Patriots post game show. Hey, Brian.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Love you, Jim. Love you, Greg. Bedard, you're my favorite person to listening to on the radio. Thanks, Brian. Um, Appreciate it. You're welcome. Of course, I love it. I love your commentary. But um, Trevor Lawrence, he gets compared a lot to. I hear Peyton Manning. I hear Andrew Luck. But honestly, the, we're both in similar situations. That Trevor Lawrence currently is in a Jaguar bad offensive line, bad defense media receivers and he is not playing as well is he a bust or am i missing something thanks brian i don't think well, like, so if, if i remember correctly peyton manning was what one in 15 his it was bad early yeah. yeah it was bad his first year and he was bad his first year he had a lot of picks that first year i i you know trevor lawrence certainly to me i think the biggest there's a couple things that i see when i watch him number one his motion is way too long for the pro game it needs to be tightened up and he, his his delivery needs to be much quicker at the next level. And you know, it, I don't. I I'm going to chalk this up to coaching right now and not having a coach that really gives him a good plan and is teaching him the proper way. And that you know, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot between the ears that you know, the, like there's a lot going. You know, that he's not anticipating a lot. And I think some of that is from Clemson, where it was really like. You know, the college game is so different, and the amount of talent he was playing with compared to some of the other teams, uh, you know, he's not that cere- cerebral quarterback. And you really need the right teacher to to instruct a, a quarterback on that, you know, like, you know, with Josh McDaniels or even a Brian Dayball in, um, in, in Buffalo. I think that you could draw a lot of comparisons between Lawrence and Josh Allen when they came out they were very similar players from similar systems similar builds and he's gotten taught the right way and he's come so far in terms of what he does before snap where Trevor Lawrence it looks like that's not even on his radar at this point and it's got to be if he's going to be a good NFL quarterback
1: that 98 Colts team they were three and 13 And uh, Peyton Manning, 28 interceptions in that rookie season. Did have 26 touchdowns, so, you know, maybe it's too early to compare that rookie season to Trevor Lawrence because he's only got the nine touchdowns to the 14 picks. But, uh, yeah, no, they were wretched, absolutely wretched. So you're back to the normal schedule, right? uh, We'll see you Tuesday, Big Boy Tuesday with Fogre and Absolutely. All right, Greg Bernard, Greg Bernard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com, and uh, we will talk to you Tuesday. Happy New Year, Greg. Sounds good. Happy New Year, boys. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well.